Hi, this is Carla White, and you are listening to The G-Spot, where I talk about gratitude, giving back, and God. And in this episode, we're going to talk about making quantum leaps. We're going to talk about the traps we fall in and how to avoid them. So if you want to make a big, epic change in your life, this is a podcast for you. Now, before we get started, let's just talk about what is a quantum leap. And it's defined as when an electron jumps from one energy level to the next, not to the next, to another totally different energy level. It makes this a massive leap. And we are basic energy. There's energy in our brain waves, there's energy around our hearts, there's energy throughout all of us. So how do we make these massive changes in our life? And I am going to go through 14 traps that we fall in. And I did not come up with these traps, but when I read them, I thought I absolutely have to share these with you. Now, these are from a book that is called U Squared, and the great Myron Golden told me about this book, and I read it as soon as he told me about it, and it's an amazing book. And these 14 traps is right at the back of the book, at the very end. And I'm going to go through them because they just briefly touch on them, but I'm going to dive deep and talk about how you can avoid them, not just what they are, but what you can do to avoid them. So let's tuck in and get going. The first trap is the be reasonable trap. This is where you're limiting goals uh, to what you think you can have rather than what you want. I mean, we have all done that. We have limited, we've worked in jobs that we didn't really truly enjoy instead of going for what we really wanted we held back on careers that we really wanted i mean how many movies have we watched where the midlife crisis is where the guy or the girl finally does their dream thing you know so it's limiting yourself and what you think you can have now let's talk about this in how do we get conditioned to even limit ourselves? Because I will tell you, my children who are young do not even think about limiting themselves. So where do we pick up this idea that we have to have limits? Well, if you look at the largest industries, our arms, their pharmaceuticals, and alcohol and tobacco. So we have this society that's built on destruction, lack, fear, and really just destroying yourself. I mean, you have this fear of being unsafe and we watch the news all night, or if you watch the news, and you see how they take a news article or news item and they explode it and they overload it. And then in the commercials, you're sold pharmaceuticals because, you know, here we are, just, we are the most drugged up country in the world. We have 75% of Americans are on some sort of uh, prescription drug and 25% take five or more. So this is a real epidemic. Um, and here's the thing, eight of the top 10 prescribed drugs are for, for anxiety related illnesses. So, and then, you know, we take one drug and we have side effects, we take another. And there are other countries quickly catching up to us. Now to unwind, what do we do? We drink depressants and suck on cancer sticks. You know, thankfully cancer sticks aren't as prevalent anymore, but they're still in a huge, huge industry. So feeling like you're limiting yourself 
kind of what you're doing is it's a trap altogether that we've been bought into. And when we limit ourselves, we allow them to control our destiny. And I'm not against having security or, you know, having a occasional glass of wine, but making these the largest industries, and let's face it, you know, people drink to unwind more now than ever. It's more socially acceptable. So, all right, let's move on to the second one because we can spend a whole podcast just talking about limiting our goals. So let's talk about the second one, which is half throttle trap, where you're living life with a lukewarm heart. And I would say it kind of like you just dabble your toe in. You're so scared of getting burned that you're not really going to jump in full on. You're not going to do that big cannonball splash. So what you do is you dabble a toe, you put a toe in the water, see if it's all right for you, and maybe you'll do a little bit more, which is perfectly fine for some things. But if you want to make a quantum leap, you got to go all in. Now, I'm going to give an example. I recently hired a fitness coach, and he told me I needed to join a gym to start lifting weights and build up my muscle mass or get some at-home equipment. And the first thing I did was look for the cheapest gym or the cheapest at-home. I wanted the least amount of commitment to this. But then it dawned on me, if I really want to be committed, if I really want to make massive changes in my life, I've got to put some skin in the game and I got to go in full throttle. So go full throttle to make these big changes. The third one is more of the same trap. So your reliance on trying harder rather than trying differently. And we're always taught, you know, like to do, we do the same thing over and over and try harder and harder. And there's a difference between fine tuning a craft in the skill and trying to push a wooden peg into a round hole. The fourth one is the doubt trap, believing in your limits rather than testing them. And this kind of goes back to the first one. I mean, these industries want you to doubt yourself. They want you to think that you have to climb the corporate ladder to succeed. They want you to believe that you have to have the diplomas, the degrees. And I'm not against education, but they there's so many traps in doubting. Now, also, here's the other thing. We doubt ourselves because there are people that we love and really care about a lot who tell us that we can't do it. And they may just do it in a subtle kind of, mm, but yet poignant way. And the thing is, why they doubt us, why someone would doubt you, is because they just can't see it in themselves. So how can they see it in you if they can't even see it in themselves? So you have to let go of what other people think of you and get out rid of that self-doubt. And you do that by just taking action, doing something. So now let's move on to four or five. Faith in the familiar trap. So relying on usual routines. Oh my gosh, I love routines because I would never get my kids out of the door if there wasn't a routine to get them ready in the morning. Would they be late for school every day? But because we have this checklist of things to do, we can get through it. But if you're constantly doing the same thing every single day, eating the same foods, driving the same way, wearing the same clothes, doing the same things, a lot of times our routines aren't even based on what we love to do most. They're based on what we think we should do. So get out of your routines and don't rely on what a quantum leap. Here's the interesting thing about quantum leaps is they will happen 
at a random moment when you least expect it. And because it interrupts your usual routine, a lot of time quantum leaps are interpreted as being bad things. And people dismiss them or try to avoid them and try and get right back on track to where they were and in the first place. So quantum leaps can be disguised as losing a job or breaking up in a relationship. I mean, they can be disguised in events that you might deem as a failure, but aren't really. So you have to let go of that faith in the familiar trap. Now, number six is the methodology trap, focusing on the means rather than the ends. And oh my gosh, are you mommies like going, ah, yes, because we plan everything. We plan the vacations. We plan the doctor visits. We plan the meals. We plan the uh, sports. We plan everything for our kids. So of course, when it comes to making a quantum leap, one of the first things we're going to do is try to plan it out, figure out how to do it. But really what you need to put your attention on more so than the how is what do you want? Because our ability to um, understand all the various possibilities of the how are so limited. There's infinite number of hows. The means of how it will come together is infinite. And if you try to guess how that will be or persuade how it'll be or interpret it, then you're going to not make that quantum leap because you're going to be so focused on that how. All right, number seven. What I can't see isn't their trap. So you're thinking you have to do it all by yourself. Now, this is amazing because so many times we, well, pretty much it's people don't want to ask for help because it makes them feel vulnerable to ask for help. And so you think you have to do it all by yourself. You don't want to bother people. You don't want to show people that you don't know how to do it. So you just plow ahead or you think I can probably get this done a hell of a lot faster if I just do it by myself rather than try and find somebody to help me. But the thing is, is you don't think of I have to do this and it's not by myself. Instead of saying, what do I have to do? Say who can help me and see who surfaces. Be amazed at the relationships that come together. And be open to them as well, because they may <laughs> come disguised in a different type of way than what you expect. Now, number eight is the playing it safe trap. Choosing the wrong risks. I mean, I think all of our mothers told us not to uh, get married to the first man that we meet and, you know, have kids right away. This is something that we've decided not to do because it used to be very risky not to be married by the time you're like in your early 20s and that it was safe to get married at that young age. Now we know that's not the case. And but yet there are still other ways that we like to play it safe. And the thing is, is playing it safe is actually the riskiest thing you can do. Because when you become a perfectionist at just a few crafts, there are a whole number of other things, other skills, other techniques, other ways of doing things that you aren't even exploring. So playing it safe is actually crazy risk. And the number nine is the passivity trap. So you're wishing for what you want instead of pursuing what you want. And I think this is an epidemic as well. So many people 
would love to get on social media and talk about what the way things should be, what they want, and how they're a victim. And instead of just doing something about it, pursuing it. Um, the, some people get the recognition for being a victim and they get this little pat on the back and boo-hoo, poor you, instead of pursuing it. Instead of just not even taking that 20 minutes to write a post on Facebook and just going out and doing something about it. It's really amazing. So there's all different levels of this and um, really watch out. If you're just wishing for things or instead of saying, gosh, I wish I could take that vacation, say, how can I take that vacation? And see what comes about. Number 10 is failures aren't allowed traps. And that's the unwillingness to make mistakes and problems are proof that you should quit. And this, you know, as soon as we're in school, we're taught that a mistake and is a failure and a failure is an F and an F is you're going to live in a double wide. So failures are really actually clues that you're on the right path and clues of the direction to go. But we've learned at such a long, young age that if you have a mistake, it's not for you. You got to quit. You got to do something that you're perfect at. And you'll never get perfect if you start, don't start somewhere. I mean, gosh, could you imagine if we decided not to walk because the first time we tried to walk, we just didn't take off running? No, we get up, we fall down, we get up, we fall down. And we learn in the process and that growth and learning. See, the universe wants you to have this stuff. And if you're staying in that, not taking any risks or not moving and staying in that regular place, it can't break through to you. It cannot break through. So you got to step out into the unfamiliar and allow yourself to fail. Now, the 11th one is comfort junkie trap. Being afraid of to confront your fears and you just stay in that comfort zone. And how many times have you, like, we're supposed to have a difficult conversation, but as soon as somebody says, do you have a minute to talk? You like run the other way or your heart beats a thousand miles per hour, you know, because we want to stay in that do not ruffle anybody's feathers comfort zone trap. So really, when you have those conversations, when you step forward, you will discover a power in you you never knew you had. So step out of that comfort zone. And the 12th one is the use it or lose it trap. And this is not opening your gifts. And that was the last podcast I talked about how my kids have like a thousand different toys and they only play with three of them. Well, we're the exact same way because we have a thousand different gifts that God gave us, but we only use a select number of you. And the more we specialize at them, the less um, talented we are in the other gifts that we have. They're like muscles that just go dormant. I remember the first time I went running, I thought I was going to die after the first couple of blocks because my muscles like, ha like that haven't been used for a good decade or so. And so I was losing them. But once you start using them, now I can run effortlessly seven, eight miles, no problem because I use my gifts, I use my muscles, and it works the same way with a quantum leap. Just use your gifts, open them up, and start using them. Now, the 13th one is the preparation trap, and you're bogging yourself down by getting ready. You're getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready over and over. You're taking another course, you're like perfecting 
an, that last chapter, you wrote it and wrote it, wrote it, instead of continuing on and plowing through. And you're constantly like, I'm going to have to just read one more book and getting more educated. So you have to just do imperfect action. Imperfect action creates reaction, which creates a quantum leap. The 14th one is the perfect timing trap. And this is the final one. And I think this one is really, really strong because how many times do we wait for the perfect time? I will apply for a job when the perfect one pops up or I will have that conversation with this partner of mine when the perfect timing comes. Or, gosh, none of us would be here if we were waiting for the perfect time to have babies. I mean, there is no perfect time to have a child, start a family, change your career, move house, move to another city. I mean, you just have to do it. You just have to take the chance and go for it. And I'm not talking about risking everything and relationships and all of that. You have to be prepared, though. When you make these quantum leaps, certain relationships are going to fall by the wayside. Certain things are going to fall by the wayside. You are asking for them to go away. So don't be surprised if they do. But you have to also be willing to let go. One of the best things you could do is to find peers, find a group, find a mentor, find a coach, find a mastermind where you are surrounded by people who are constantly making quantum leaps all the time because then you will see that it is possible. And when you believe it, you can do it. You're, when, half of this is just mental stuff between our ears. And if you believe it, you can do it. And if you want a group of cheerleaders that will cheer you on and you can welcome you to join my Facebook group called The Limitless Group. And you can find them at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash The Limitless Group. And if you want an amazing tool to rewire your brain, get my gratitude journal off of the app iTunes store. Write five things each day that you're grateful for. Do it every single day for 21 days and you'll be amazed. And if you really, really, really want to 10x your quantum leaps, then join my coaching program, which you can find at carlawhite.org forward slash limitless course. And you will be amazed at how quickly your life will turn around in such a short period of time. This is Carla White, and this is The G-Spot.